Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is set for one episode. Your host from Columbus, Ohio, is Michael Kirk. Welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast. Hello and welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast, your digital audio dirt sheet for all things Super Show. Let's kick off this week's show with some convention news. This weekend was Kineticon. There were no events at Kineticon, just uh, selling product and demos. For Kineticon weekend, the following things released. The next set of cards in the weapon series for this year released. This year the weapons are pineapples, trash cans, and sledgehammers. The going over line released. Going over the pineapple, going over the trash can, going over the sledgehammer. All of that came out. They were special Kineticon editions of this going over line. They were made available on supershowthegame.com Friday at noon Eastern time. From what I understand, they sold out pretty quickly during the weekend. So if you want to get the Kineticon edition of the going over line for the 2021 weapon series, you will more than likely have to do that through the secondary market. They will make a non-convention exclusive set available at some point, but right now, that's where we stand with that line. What also came out this week and went on sale at the same time were the 8-bit box sets. These are box sets where the competitors, the finishes for the competitors, and all the cards in the sets feature 8-bit pixel-style there were three box sets. The first was a two-player box set, El Super Ombre versus Snake Pit. The other two box sets were single-player box sets. One featured Big Shot. One featured Rising Sun. There are different cards in the box sets. I know there's different cards in the two-player I believe a lot of the cards in the two single-player box sets are the same. On Supershowthegame.com, where those are listed for sale, the deck lists are included, so you can check that out and see what is in those box sets. As far as I know, those box sets have not sold out. They should still be available on the website and at next week's convention, Gen Con. Let's talk a little bit about Gen Con. From last week, we know that there are going to be a few championship matches. There's going to be a tag team championship match where the contender will be determined by Loudmouth Leo Larynx. He's going to choose four tag teams at Gen Con. No details on how he's making the choice. He's just going to make the choice. Put them in a mini tournament. The winning team coming out of that will face Dangerous Alliance, the current tag team champions, at Gen Con for that championship. The Underworld Championship will be defended at Gen Con. The current champion, the Cannoli, Anthony Perry, will have to defend against Candyman Dan. There is supposed to be a stipulation for this match 
As of right now, as far as I know, that stipulation has not been made public. We'll just have to see that maybe made public this week. It may be a surprise to both competitors at Gen Con. We'll just have to see. There's going to be a U.S. Championship match. The Grump will defend the United States Championship against, still, as far as I know, a challenger to be named later. We don't know who the challenger is yet. And then finally, there's the Master Birdcage, where the winner will receive a Master of Ceremonies card direct from the general manager's office, giving them a shot at a title to be determined by the general manager with input from the winner. The six players in that birdcage match are Kirk Polka, Bob Dunn, Loudmouth Leo Larynx, King Cold, James Booker, and Matt Nealon. Those are the championship matches that are going to be at Gen Con. There are seven events that are going to take place at Gen Con, a number of tournaments, as well as the gauntlets, seven in total. Those events are going to be in no particular order. The gauntlet challenge, which I talked about before, you will face off against three competitors picked by the general manager. If you defeat all three, you'll face the general manager. So far, over two conventions, only one person has defeated all three of the general manager's champions and the general manager himself. There's going to be an underworld singles tournament. There's going to be a world championship singles tournament, a tornado tag team tournament, a two-player tag team tournament, a trios championship tournament, and a super show Fight Forever Spectacle. You will have to bring your own deck and dice and everything for this game. There are no details on Gen Con's website about what this Fight Forever Spectacle will be. It is scheduled to be Saturday night. In fact, if I just run down the schedule real quick, the Gauntlet and the Underworld are Thursday. The Trios and the Tag Team are Friday. The Fight Forever Spectacle and the World Championship Tournament are Saturday, and the Tornado is on Sunday. Those are the events going on at Gen Con. Also in there will be these championship matches and the birdcage. That's what's going on Gen Con play-wise, and of course there will be tons of pickup tournaments. There may be some more featured feuds and the like going on, but that's what's scheduled for Gen Con. Other things at Gen Con, Ivalice will be Gen Con Thursday and Friday, signing autographs at the SRG Universe booth. So if you want to get a spectacle signed by her, if you want to get her competitor set signed by her, bring them or pick them up at the booth. But that's going on at Gen Con. Final thing I'll bring up for Gen Con, Ikuzo Super Show is launching at Gen Con. I don't know how it's launching. I know that there are six competitors in the initial launch. Will these be three two-player box sets? Will these be six single-player box sets? Some combination of those? I don't know. I would assume three two-player box sets. That makes the most sense to me. But who knows? They've also announced they're going to be having buttons available for 
Ikuzo Super Show. A lot of conventions, they'll have pins or buttons as collectibles. It uh, looks like SRG Universe has decided to do button collectibles. Each button featuring one of the six single competitors coming out in the initial Ikuzo Super Show launch. I don't know if these are going to be something that we purchased. I don't know if these are going to be something that comes with a box set or if they're going to be free giveaways. No news, but the six buttons are coming out. Since I am talking about giveaways, they haven't announced what it is yet, but I'm sure there's going to be, like there have been at many of the past conventions, a daily promo for the weapons line. The pineapple, trash can, and sledgehammer. I'm not sure what the next cards are going to be at Gen Con for that line, but if it tracks like other conventions, there will be one daily promo Friday, one Saturday, and one Sunday. Usually they go strike, grapple, submission. And then usually on Sunday, they'll start making those cards available for sale. Not all the time, but sometimes. So if you want to pick up an extra set to have a spare to maybe sell on the secondary market, you can do that there as well. That, as far as I know, is all of the news I have for Gen Con taking place next week. I will be at Gen Con. I will try to give you as much of the news as I can. Because I'm going to be at Gen Con, it's likely that I will not put the show out Sunday night. The show may come out Monday. Monday night at the latest, but Monday. We'll just have to see. It's going to depend on travel and other factors. But the show may be delayed. I just want to get that out there in case anybody's curious. The show may not come out until Monday. Since we talked about championships, there was one championship match that took place this week. The LFF Trios Championship was defended Wednesday night after the most recent episode of Talk of the Universe. The current champion, Chris Pagillo, using the good, the bad, and the whiskey, defended his championship against Scott Winterbauer, the Fireball, who was using My Girls, the trio version of My Girls. I did watch the match. It was a pretty even match from what I saw. A good back and forth. It went up to crowd meter two, and the winner at crowd meter two with a submission finish, Chris Pagillo. Chris Pagillo remains the LFF Trios champion. Congratulations to him. Other news. Faction Wars. I don't know if it's phase zero, phase one. I'm not sure what they're calling it, but the first phase, the opening phase of Faction Wars has kicked off. This is the eight tournaments. Four groups of five. The order has been set. The Groups have been published. It's going to be one group for each 10 skill, a trios group, and a tornado tag team group. Players have until September 26th. That is two weeks from today as I record this, two Sundays from today, to finish their matches. When they finish their matches in the group stage, they will send the results to the general manager, John Calais at srguniverse.com. From past experience, you're going to want to send, in addition to just your overall record, 
who you won against and who you lost against. The general manager will need to know that for potential tiebreaker purposes or anything like that. He will want to know when what matches you won and what matches you lost. Again, two weeks from today is the deadline to get those matches played. So most people will have four matches to play. Some people are pulling double duty. They'll have eight matches to play. So there's a potential to win up to four points for your team in this round. Eight if you're one of the people playing both a trio or tornado and a single. There's also been a change to the reporting from last week. Last week, as far as I knew, there were no bonus points for winning one of the tournaments. You will get three points if you win the tournament instead of just one. So winning the tournament gets you a bonus two points. As far as I know, with four groups of five, after the top cut, I think they're just taking one person per group. This would mean you have a maximum of eight points you can win in each tournament. Going undefeated in the group stage, it gets you four. Winning the first round of the semifinal gets you five. And then winning the final gets you another three for eight. If they take more people, if they take two out of each group, that will change the math. If it's a cut to a top eight, you're going to get four points if you go undefeated. You would get one point for winning the quarters, one point for winning the semis and three points for winning the finals, so a maximum of nine per tournament. Losing costs you nothing. There are no negative points for losing, so you can only go positive in these tournaments. And speaking of tournaments, we did have an announcement from Anthony Medvez, the true survivor, the owner of Highlander Games in Boonton, New Jersey. He announced this past Wednesday on Talk of the Universe that He's going to host a creative competitor tournament October 23rd at Highlander Games, the Super Show Fall Brawl. 11 a.m. start time. In addition to the creative competitor prize, he's going to have in the prize pool New Japan Pro Wrestling sets, payoff packs, mystery boxes, possibly other things. There's going to be quite a bit of prize support for this. This event is also being run in conjunction with a local wrestling promotion, IWA. After this event, there's going to be an IWA show. If you want to go to both, they're offering both single tickets for the event, both the tournament event and the wrestling event, and a joint ticket. The Super Show event alone is $35. The wrestling event's $25, or there's a limited number of tickets to both. It's $50 to do both. From what I understand, these are going to go on sale on supershowthegame.com at some point. They have not announced when tickets will go on sale, but the True Survivors hosting a Creative Competitor tournament in late October, about a week before Halloween. Halloween, I believe, is when also the 2021 Creative Competitor Competition will open. We are still working on the show for talking about the CCC. I've still got quite a bit of work to do. I'm hoping to get this done before the 2021 CCC kicks off. It's taking longer than I thought, but I'm still working on it. 
look for that to come out at some point. Then a couple of odds and ends before we talk about the online tournaments from this past week, as well as one in-person tournament. First, SRG Universe has been doing a show on Twitch Thursdays from 11 to 1, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., expanding the universe, which has to do with art and card creation. That show is currently on hiatus. No date and time for when it's going to come back. But as for right now, there will be no new episodes of Expanding the Universe for the foreseeable future. From what I understand, from what's been stated publicly, it's mostly due to logistical issues, scheduling and the like. But they are planning on bringing the show back. When? We'll just have to wait and see. Could come back on a different day, a different time, we don't know. The last thing I have to bring up is last week I was reporting on DragonCon. I reported an incorrect result. Let me give you the correct result right now. I had reported regarding the Saturday night payoff pack draft event that Lama Senior won with King Greatness. He's the runner-up. The winner was actually Pride using Robert the Brain Dunn, the chibi art version of Robert the Brain Dunn. I apologize for that. Congratulations to Pride for winning the Saturday Night Payoff Pack event. And now let's talk about the tournaments from this past week. First, Monday night, a Proving Ground tournament. This was a Play It Pure trios tournament. No entrances, no spectacles, no skill cards. No generic finishes. Like all these events, they are bullet rounds for two hours, cut to a top four. The top four were in fourth place, playing as the first triumvirate, Brian Waitfort-Schmidt. In third place, playing as the family, Justin Myers, Jokerfish. In second place, playing as the pride, Ken Fouché, and the winner, of Monday night's Proving Ground Tournament, playing as the firing squad, Time Bomb Tim, Tim Creaser. Congratulations to him. Next week's Proving Ground event will be cage matches in the bullet rounds and then Ring of Fire stipulation matches in the top cut. They're billing this as the out of the frying pan and into the fire event. So, interesting. That's what's happening Monday night. Next Monday night. Past Thursday night, we had Chibi's Thursday night fights. There were 20 players in this tournament. Four groups of five. They cut to a top eight. In the quarterfinal round, the top eight played using the Psycho Circus stipulation. In the semifinal round, both matches were played using the Beast Unchanged stipulation. And the finals, as well as the third place match, was played using the Ring of Fire stipulation. In fourth place, using Mr. Pop and Twist, Matt Barone. In third place, using Alexander Slamilton, Doug Saunders, a.k.a. Eddie Fury. The finalists were 
using Dirty Eddie, the Ring General, Anthony Perry, and using Brian Waitfort Schmidt, the Grump Danny Thunder, the winner Thursday night, the Grump with Brian Waitfort Schmidt. Congratulations to him. And then finally, Saturday, there was an in-person event at Altoon Universe's Blue Bell. This is a Pennsylvania store. The event was being run, as far as I know, by Evie Fresh Everett Stevens. Nine players in the event cut to a top four. The top four were Mr. C playing as Mr. C, Joseph Ritchie playing as DJ Outlaw, Amir Gaynor as Mila Mai, and Jeffrey Fox as the Mad One. In the first semifinal match, Joseph Ritchie, playing as DJ Outlaw, defeated Mr. C as Mr. C. In the second semifinal match, Jeffrey Fox as the Mad One defeated Amir Gaynor as Mila Mai. In the finals, Joseph Ritchie as DJ Outlaw squared off against Jeffrey Fox as the Mad One. And DJ Outlaw, Joseph Ritchie, wins the tournament. This gives him a shot at a future Alternate Universe's Blue Bell World Championship match. Congratulations to him. I love to see DJ Outlaw, the first character I ever created, doing well. Very happy to see that. Other matches of note this day. Alternate Universe's Blue Bell's Play It Pure Underworld Championship match. The champion going in, Jeffrey Fox as the Great Oniman. He squares off against JVD as Various, and he successfully defends. He's still the Underworld Champion. Jeffrey Fox, congratulations. The final match featured that day, the Alternate Universe's Blue Bell World Championship match. The two players squaring off for the championship were Jeffrey Fox as J-Train, and Mr. C as C.J. Spara. The winner in a main event match that went all the way to Crowdmeter 5, Jeffrey Fox. So Jeffrey Fox is both the world and underworld champion at Alternate Universe's Blue Belt. Congratulations to him. He will have to face Joseph Ritchie at some point in the future. No date, no time announced, but that is what happened at the big event they had at Alternate Universe's Blue Bell. This event, I did not mention the name earlier. This was the AU Blue Bell Presents September to Remember. So, Joseph Ritchie wins the main tournament. Jeffrey Fox has a great day, wins both championship matches, and makes the finals of the tournament at September to Remember. Congratulations to both men. Looking forward to them squaring off at some point. And that is going to do it for the events from this past week in Super Show. As of right now, on SuperShowTheGame.com, when it comes to events for this week, there is nothing currently posted outside of the first annual Poland's Prince Memorial Tournament I talked about that last week. I may talk about it again as we get closer. It's still 
almost a month away. October 9th, noon kickoff time, $5 entrance fee. It is listed on the website right now. If you want to sign up, that's the only thing currently posted. I would expect the Proving Ground tournament that I talked about earlier to pop up tomorrow. That's uh, January 13th, Monday. And then I would be shocked if there was any other tournaments this week because of Gen Con. And Gen Con does run Thursday through Sunday. Maybe someone will run something Thursday night. Maybe someone will run something Saturday for people who won't be there. But I kind of doubt it. It looks like Proving Ground may be the only online tournament this week. We'll just have to see. But that's what's going on with upcoming tournaments. And that is going to do it for this week's episode of the Outlaw Mudcast. I'd like to thank all of you for listening. And good day.